Spirit of God lead you. Thank you for coming and being with us. God bless you, sir. I love you so much. Praise God. Praise God. My, what an awesome crowd we got here this morning. My, good. Look at all these smiling faces. Some of y'all look scary, tell the truth. <laughs> but it's such a thrill to see people at the master's table. Folks are hungry. Folks are thirsty. People, believe it or not, know instinctively that something is going on in this world. I don't know if there's ever been a time like the hour we're living in. This world is so messed up. There's no moral compass. Everybody's right in their own eyes. You know, it all tells me that Jesus is coming again. And the greatest need of the hour, more important than anything, is salvation. That's the greatest need. You need to be saved more than you need to be healed. Because you can go to heaven sick. You need to be saved more than you need money in the bank. Because you can go to heaven poor. Amen. But the number one, the critical need of this hour is salvation. Amen. I would remember, and I was working on a sermon. I'm not going to preach it tonight, today, but um, it's a good one. It's a good one. About the rich young ruler. Here the Bible talks about a young man, a young man, come running to the Lord. Fell on his knees, looked in the face of Jesus Christ, and he said, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And when I examined that story and was working on the sermon, the conclusion was a lot of good things happened. Number one, he came to the Lord with the right attitude. He came running. Oh, if God give us a running spirit. He came to the Lord in the right posture. He came on his knees. He came at the right age. He was young. He went to the right source. To Jesus Christ. He asked the right question. What must I do? He got the right answer. Sell out. And he did the wrong thing. He got up and walked away. Lord, help us in this hour not to walk away. Amen? Amen. We need him. We need him more than anything in this world. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to be preaching to you from the history book of the New Testament. Anybody know what book that is? The history book is called the book of Acts. Amen. <laughs> Chapter 16, if you will. And we'll begin at verse 25. I'm going to read verse 25 to verse number 34. And from this segment of scripture, I believe God is going to speak to hearts. And my hope and prayer is that hearts will be changed. Even more than that. That hearts will be obedient. Amen. The book of Acts beginning at verse 25 of chapter 16. Let's see what the Lord will speak to us today. Everybody ready? The screen is also uh, having the scriptures up there. Beginning at verse number 25 and at midnight. And at midnight. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, I love when God does things suddenly. And suddenly there was a great 
earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep. Seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. <coughs> then he called for a light, and he sprang in and came trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That's the most important question. Anyone could ever ask. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour. Somebody say the same hour. (coughs) And watched their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house and set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. I want to take my title from verse 30. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That's my title for this message. What must I do? To be saved. And I want the answer. Because I want to be saved. Hallelujah. Let's pray together, Lord. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. And a light unto our pathway. Your word is like a hammer. Break everything down that's not supposed to be there. Your word is a mirror. Help us to see ourselves. Speak to us today. And I pray, holy God, that not one person will leave this place the same way they came in. But we pray for a revelation and a spirit of obedience that we might all be saved. This we ask in the glorious name of Jesus. And let the church say, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Before you see it, will you look around at somebody beside you, behind you, in front of you? Look at them, put a big smile on your face and say, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Come on. I want to be saved. Woo. Hallelujah. I want to be saved. <laughs> Amen. Now, now, no doubt. I, have, I Well, I do have a little bit of doubt. I got to say I have no doubt. That if I ask how many here want to be saved, everyone would raise their hands. Now, I, have a, I do have some doubt about that. I do. Because whenever I ask the question, how many in this room want to be saved? 99% will raise their hands. Because there's always going to be a knucklehead in the group. I, I just don't feel like raising my hand. I mean, my hand hurt. I mean, people always got some excuse. Amen. But for the most part, nobody wants to go to hell. If, if, you know, sometimes I, I say, Lord, if somehow we can take a three-minute excursion to hell and come back, none of y'all be acting like you're acting now. Not one of you. Man, y'all be, oh, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, preacher, come on. Man, y'all be so excited about getting away from that place. Because hell ain't no joke. And it is real. Amen. A lot of people went to hell today. Eyes didn't wake up this morning. Some expected to go, some unexpected to go. But hell, hell, hell is a prepared place for an unprepared people. And so Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. And it is incumbent upon us to get ourselves together. I want to be saved. Most people want to go to heaven. The problem is, most people want to go to heaven on their terms. Amen. I want to go to heaven my way. See, that's the reason why we got denominations. 
That's why we got so many different fragmented churches. So many belief systems. One Bible, but so many ways. I'm here to tell you there's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's only one gospel. There's only one God. There's only one way. And you know, that way is for everybody. God ain't going to make no exceptions because of you white or you black or you Hispanic. He don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Catholic. Everybody got to go through the same door the same way. And that's where denominations came in. Because folks kind of want to go on their terms. And I tell you, the devil is slick. He knows the Bible. Just because a man in the pulpit preaching the word don't mean he's preaching the truth. There's a lot of false prophets out here. That's why we need to be children of the word. So when somebody get up here and say something that's right, you know the word. Amen. Denominations. What is denominations? God don't know nothing about denominations. In fact, the word denomination comes from the financial world. You go to the bank with a $100 bill. There you go. You walk up to the teller, I want to get some change. And she asks the question, what? What denomination do you want? What denominations do you want? In other words, how you want this split up? How you want this divided? The church is not split up. The church is not divided. The church is not a denomination. It's a way of life. Hallelujah. And everybody, no matter who you are or where you're from, you're going to have to make a choice. Somewhere in your life, God is going to bring the truth to you. The Bible says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto every man. It don't matter where you are, where you're from. You could be in Timbuktu. You can be living way back in the jungle somewhere. God will get the word to you. If he don't send a preacher, he'll say, look at the stars. Because the heavens declare his glory. And the firmament declare his handiwork. Nobody will be able to escape the opportunity to know the truth. You know what that means? That means one day when you stand before God in judgment, you'll never be able to say, Lord, I didn't have a chance. Lord, I didn't know. Uh Uh-uh, that excuse is not going to work, especially for y'all here today, because you're going to hear the truth today. What must I do to be saved? In the book of Acts, the 16th chapter, oh, this is powerful. Paul and Silas were in prison, But, but, but they weren't just in any prison. They were in a They were in the bottom of the prison. They was in a dungeon. They was in the worst part of the prison. Why? What did they do wrong? All they did was preach the gospel. Everywhere Paul went, he caused either one or two things. Revival or riot. Because when he preached the gospel, the devil got stirred up. He brought all kinds of opposition against the man of God. And everywhere Paul went, they was beating him, threatening his life. Amen. And in this case, they put him in prison. They put him in the inner prison. They put him in the dungeon. And the Bible teaches us that Paul and Silas, oh, hallelujah, when they was in that dungeon, there was all kinds of prisoners in that dungeon. That place was filthy. It was stinking. It was nasty. And it was not uncommon to hear sounds coming out of that mess hole. It wasn't unnatural to hear profanity coming out. Cursing coming out. Complaining coming out. Men just at the end of their life screaming their anger. But when Paul and Silas was in there, they heard prayers. They heard singing. Oh, my Lord. We don't react to tests and trials like the world react to tests and trials. Amen. We know weeping endure for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. No matter what situation you find yourself in, you can still praise Him. You can still worship Him. You can still lift Him up. 
They were able to sing praises unto God. And the Bible says all the prisoners heard them. You know what that tells me, Pastor? They weren't singing quiet. They weren't praying quiet. Hallelujah. When you got a relationship with God, something stirs up inside of you. You can't keep quiet. You can't keep still. It's like fire shut up in your bones. So don't, don't tell nobody, be quiet. Don't tell your neighbor, sit down. It's just something inside of them that's real. Man, they prayed and they worshiped and they sang in the inner presence. And the scripture says it was midnight. It was the darkest possible time. See, that's when real Christians show who they are. It's nothing to praise God when everything's going good. Anybody can do that. Anybody can praise God when you got food in the refrigerator and gas in your car and you feel good. But it takes somebody real to praise him when your world is crumbling. It takes somebody real to praise him when the doctor says you got a bad report. Hallelujah. Can you praise him in the dungeon? The scripture says at midnight. Suddenly, there was an earthquake. Man, I pray. I said, Lord, Lord, don't just, don't just settle in among us. It's not enough that we feel your presence. But God, send us an earthquake. Give us a shaking. Give us a quaking. Hallelujah. Give us a, come on, shake. Lord, shake that lady up over there. Shake that brother loose over there. We need an earthquake revival that'll break the foundations and break every hole the devil got in your life. And God is well able. If he did it before, he can do it again. God, send me an earthquake. Send me an earthquake. Break up some stuff in my life. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that there was an earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were loosed. And everyone's bands were loosed. Hallelujah. Sometimes all it takes is two people. God said, I don't need a whole crowd. If I can just get two people to get excited. If I can get just two people that will worship me, even when nobody else is worshiping me. Friend, we get worshiping God and his spirit comes on the scene. Not only will it bless you, but it will bless everybody in the building. I would to God somebody get excited. Hallelujah. And everybody's bands were loose. Everybody's doors were open. Thank God for some praising folk. I thank God for some worshiping folk. Hallelujah. They set the atmosphere for something to take place. Oh my goodness, that earthquake came. That Holy Ghost earthquake came. And it broke the doors on everybody's life. Hallelujah. That, that jailer, the jailer, his job specifically was to make sure Paul and Silas didn't go away, didn't get away. They were chained up. Their feet were fast in the stocks. They were given the order, you don't let these guys get away. If they get away, we taking your life. That jailer made sure they were locked up good. But when that earthquake came, the Bible says he was shaken up out of his sleep. <laughs> he looked around, there was dust and debris everywhere. And the first thing he noticed, the doors were open. Oh, I'm in trouble now. He looked, not only is Paul and Silas' doors open, everybody's doors were open. Oh my goodness, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. The prisoners done got away. And I don't want to face what's waiting for me. Because I know what they'll do to me. I'll just take my own life. I mean, it's over for me. This, I, I, I'm done. And he walked out there and grabbed his sword. And he said, there's no more hope. I've reached the end of my rope. He picked that sword up and was ready to stab himself when he heard a voice call out of the darkness. Don't do it. Don't do it. We are still here. Woo, glory to God. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are this morning, but there's people, there's people that's at the end of your rope. 
there's people that's done the best you can do. You feel like I've been here and it worked. I went here and it didn't work. I tried this and it didn't work. It don't seem like anything is happening. I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of struggling. I'm ready to end it all. But there's a voice, there's a voice that says, hold up, hold up, don't do yourself no harm, don't jump off the bridge, put that syringe down, we are still here, the church is still here. It's not too late, it's not too late, it's not too late. Hallelujah, we're still here, we're still here. Give us a chance, give us a chance, give us a chance, give God a chance. Hallelujah. That jailer, that jailer heard Paul's voice. Anybody else would have gone. You're still, he grabbed a light. He walked trembling into that jail cell. He looked at Paul and Silas, two men, just hours before, didn't care nothing about them. They were nobodies. He didn't care about their bruises. He didn't care about their pain. As far as he knew, they're going to be executed tomorrow. Didn't care nothing. They were lower than dirt to him. But now, now he said, sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> see, see how your attitude changes? When you get an experience with God, it'll change your attitude. It'll change the way you look at things. Hallelujah, sir. What must I do to be saved? Hallelujah. It's like, I can't deny something's happened. Glory to God. What must I do? I believe that's, that's the most important question. Anybody can come to church and ask. Preacher, I don't want to hear you hooping. Anybody can hoop. Yeah. You know that I, uh, I can do that. Now look, look, I can do that and get y'all just a going with me. Get the organ going with me. Boy, we can, woo! Yeah, Lord. Uh, and we walk out of this building. Man, we had church. What did the preacher say? I don't know, but we had church. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that. People going to church one way, going out the same way. Going to church lost, going home lost. Going to church messed up, going home messed up. That's, that's not what church is about. We're not here to entertain you. We're not here to be your friend. We're not here to tickle your ears. We're here to tell you the truth. So what? So what? He'd been to Bible cemetery. I mean, seminary. <laughs> he could have more degrees than a thermometer. Amen. Write books, even be on TV. TV preachers don't impress me. Amen. Titles don't impress me. Oh, Brother Easton, we want you to meet this wonderful man of God. You know, he's got so many degrees and he speaks five languages. So? What I want to know is, is he preaching the word. Does he have the answer to the question? That, that, that's, that's what I want to know. Oh, he's a prophet. All right, prophet. What must I do to be saved? That's what I want to know. Glory to God. And I'll tell you, friend, when you come in church with that question on your mind, and I'm going to tell you what, it's a Bible question. Amen. And I believe a Bible question. I don't want to know what they taught you at your, at your Bible college. I don't want to know what this means in Greek and Hebrew and Latin. I don't need to know all of that. I just want you to tell it plain and make sure it agrees with what's written. What must I do? Tell me what I need to do. Man, that guy come walking in with that Latin and he asked that question. Now, there's something about the question. There's something about the question. See, some things in the Bible, you, you, you got to chew it like a good steak. Mm. Get all the juices out of it. Mm. All the spices. 
In that one question, several implications came out at me. I looked at the question. I examined the question. And from that one question, this is first implication. What must I do to be saved? It implied first the man knew he was lost. He knew he was lost. Why ask the question? He knew he was lost. As an evangelist preaching all over the country, my greatest obstacle is dealing with people that think they're saved and as lost as they can be. What do I uh, 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 accuse of that? Religion. Because religion has conditioned people to come to church, sit in their pews, listen to the preacher smile, nod their head, and do nothing. You've been to church today. You done done good. You've been to church today. Go on back out there smoking your cigarette. Go on back out there fornicating. Go on back out there going to the clubs. But you won't you in church on Sunday. And now the religion, the religious uh, uh, word of the day is, can't nobody judge. Can't nobody. The Bible said, you can't judge me. Amen. And the other one, God knows my heart. That ought to scare you. Because he knows you're rebellious. He knows you're disobedient. He, oh, hallelujah. Religion, religion, religion causes you to get comfortable. Religion causes you to get comfortable in church. I'm okay. Everybody say, no, it ain't. Everybody say, everybody say, you can't judge. Everybody say, no, that's not true. Everybody is not saved. You can go to church 30 years and still go to hell. Sitting in the chair ain't going to save you. Amen. Putting money in the offering ain't going to save you. People in the box. Cornelius was religious. Acts chapter 10. He was devoted. Devoted. How often did he pray? Anybody know? Always. The Bible says always, so you know the Bible ain't lying. This man prayed always. He was devoted. Led his whole household. Amen. In prayer and seeking God. His prayers were so powerful, he got God's attention. God said, he ain't saved. Sent him an angel. The angel said, go get Peter. He'll tell you what you need to do. But he wasn't saved. Nicodemus was a priest. You would think a priest was saved with his robes on. His license. I got a license. So what? That ain't going to save you. Jesus met with Nicodemus and said, except you born again, you ain't getting in the kingdom. I'm telling you, friend, I'm telling you, people are so messed up. Hey, man, everybody think they say. When was the last time you went to a funeral? And the preacher said, that boy going to hell. <laughs> you ain't going to hear that. Don't matter how true it is. You ain't going to hear it. In fact, they'll get up there and lie. They get up there and say, no need, to, no need for tears. No need for tears. He's in a better place. I'm like, what? What? He what? That's the same dude that we talking about the same guy. He, you know, they try to change it to, to comfort themselves. So we don't have funerals no more. They are celebration services. Every last one. Home going celebrate. Amen. We don't, we don't even have graveyards no more. You notice that? No, grave, graveyards. No, it's memorial gardens. They try to smooth it over. Make it easier to accept. Amen. Make you comfortable in your sin. But Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. No mystery. 
one or the other. Be saved or be damned. What be you going to be? I'm going to be saved. That man knew he wasn't saved. And folks come to church and they fool themselves. I'm good. No, you're not. My pastor said, I don't care what your pastor said. I don't care what your bishop said. I don't care what Joel Osteen said. Don't get me started on them. Brother, Brother Joel, every time he comes to the end, we don't ever want to close out our, our broadcast without giving you a chance to be born again. Would you pray this prayer, Lord? I receive you in my heart. I believe you'll raise from the grave on the third day. I believe you just prayed that prayer. You just got born again. Liar! Liar! That's not in the Bible! Come on, folks. Come on, folks. We got to get to the Word. We got to get to the Word and not follow personalities. I want to be saved. Because this same book is going to be on the desk at the judgment. Same word. You got it in your home. You got it on your computer. It's not going to change. This man knew he was lost. And he said, what must I do? Second implication from the question. He asked the question. The second implication was this. Not only did he know he was lost, he was willing to be saved. You know, the devil is not your worst enemy. The spirit of the world ain't your worst enemy. Your worst enemy got your shoes on. Your worst enemy looks back at you in the mirror. You are your worst enemy. Your filthy, stinking, stubborn will. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. He wept over the city. He said, how often would I have gathered you as a hen cover her chicks, but you would not. You were not willing. You were not willing. And even today, this very hour, in this service, there's still going to be people that says, no, I'm not ready yet. Come on and give your life to the Lord today. Now, well, brother, you know what? I like what you said. and I, I know you're telling the truth, but I'm not ready yet. All kinds of excuses. Well, I will get baptized, but I want my wife here with me. Listen, man, forget your wife. Get baptized. We'll take your picture and let her see the picture. But don't you let nothing, nobody, no way stop you from entering into the kingdom. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Amen. Your will, your will, your will, your will. That's the, that's the biggest hindrance in all of mankind is your will. The devil cannot make you do anything. God won't make you do anything. It's got to be your choice. It's got to be your choice. Some people just ain't sick enough of sin. Some people just ain't sick enough for being in trouble. I know because I was one of them. I kept putting it off, kept putting it off, till one day I was at a funeral. And I looked in the face of this young girl, 19 years old, and I said, that door was shut for her. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, unexpected, boom, she's gone. Into eternity. No coming back. No second chance. And I looked at that casket, and I saw her land there, and I thought, I could be next. There's no guarantee that I'm going to see the morning sun. I could be next. There's no guarantee. Some of, somebody right here in this room might have a blood clot in your veins heading to your brain right now, and you don't even know it. You don't know what's waiting out there. People getting killed, drive-by shootings, had no idea what was going to happen. And they check out into eternity just like that. Into eternity. And the problem with most people, they don't know what eternity is going to be like. Some folks, some one guy told me, he said, man, I, I just thought when I die, you know, I know I'm not saved or nothing, but I figure when I die, you know, I kind of be in this place of limbo. I heard somebody talk about this place of limbo until the judgment. I said, no, brother, no. 
The Bible teaches the moment you close your eyes in this life, straight to hell you go. Fire, burning, torment, agony. In a way you never can imagine. Not only is the fire burning, everybody have a, have a worm where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. What is the worm? That thing, something gets inside of you and, and eats at you inside. You're tormented outside. You're tormented inside. That's hell, brother. That's hell, sister. And there ain't no drug worth going to hell over. There ain't no woman worth going to hell over. There ain't no job worth going to hell over. There ain't no rapper worth going to hell over. There ain't nothing in this world. Come on, y'all. This is serious business. And when you go to hell, you ain't going to be with your homies. When you go to hell, you ain't going to be running around with your friends. Hell is just temporary. That's not even the end of it. Because you get resurrected. Stand before the judgment. Give an account for your ugly deeds. Then you go to the lake of fire. Which is the second death. That's what's waiting for you. With your cool self. You're so cool. You're so cute. You just love the way you look. I'm so sexy. The hell fires on you. I can smell the smoke from here. You got to be willing. You got to be willing. You got to get the attitude that, you know what, preacher, if it's in the book, I'll do it. The third implication. What must I do? It was something he had to do personal. This is not a group activity. (laughs) It's a personal. What must I do? I can't wait on my friend. We be in church service. Holy Ghost moving. Word of God is going forth. People getting convicted. I can see it on their faces. They just be looking around. Man. I can, tell, I can tell when it's getting to you. Because a lot of times when I look at you, you start looking down. And that's when I know it's getting to you. And people be like, man, I need, to do, I need to make a move. You going up front? You going? <laughs> I, I'll go if you go. Huh? I'll go if you go. I don't want to go up there by myself. Amen. (laughs) He was willing. He knew it had to be something he had to do. What must I do? I do. Something is required of you. You got to make the choice. And you got to make the change. Because when you get God in your life, you're not going to be the same. You're not going to be the same. The next implication. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? It implies that the man knew it was possible. It was possible. He was willing. He knew he had to be saved. And it's possible. You mean I can be saved? Yes. I'm a jailer. You can be saved. I watch men die. You can still be saved. I'm hard. You can still be saved. You don't know the sin I've committed. You can still be saved. It's possible. It's possible. Hallelujah. Folks be like, bro, you don't know where I come from. I don't need to know where you come from. I don't even need to know your story. All I need to know is God. And he is well able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask. Or I'm telling you, there's no situation he can't fix. There's no sickness he can't heal. There's no life he can change. He can do it. Somebody say it's possible. When God was dealing with me. God knew. I knew it was God dealing with me. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what, what church to go to. There were so many variations. There were so many different choices. So I just went on a church hunt trying to find where I felt comfortable. That's the worst way to go. Where you feel comfortable. The only way you could be saved was get in Rahab's house. 
I don't want to go to her house. That's nasty. <laughs> You're going to hell if you don't. You want to be saved? Get in the ark. Ooh, all those animals, only one window. Ah! Take the stink or the storm. But that's the only way to go. Amen. Man, I'm like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. God was dealing with me. God was, And the devil, I tell you, the devil started talking to me. He started messing with my mind. Listen, I know you want to go to church, and I know you want to be saved, but you got to come down, bro. You got to come down to the real deal. What's that? You got some problems, man. You need to get yourself together before you go to God. That's the biggest lie. Listen, if you could get yourself together, you wouldn't even need God. You can't get yourself together. You can't quit smoking. You can't quit drinking. You can't quit fornicating. You don't have the strength. Jesus said, just come just like you are. First thing they told me is you need to repent. You need to ask God to forgive you of your sins and make your mind up that from this moment, you're going to live for him. I said, okay, okay, I'm going to quit going to the club. I'm a, I, I had trouble with the music, though. I did. <laughs> I had trouble. But I'm, I'm going I'm to stop that. But what I realized was that I had some issues with some, some certain drugs. I thought I was doing it recreationally, just for the fun, until I tried to stop. Then I found out I didn't have the drugs. The drugs had me. And I'm like, I can't believe this, man. Three days without it. Man, I was... Man. I just need a little something, just a little buzz. I'll be all right. And then I, I just said, I, I can't stop. I cannot stop. I asked several of my friends, I said, is it possible? My, my thing was, was weed. I said, is it possible you can get hooked on weed? No, I don't think so, man. Check with the drug dealer, you know. <laughs> I went to the drug dealer house. I went to the drug dealer house. We sitting there at the table getting high, and I said, hey, man, let me ask you a question. Is it possible for somebody to get hooked on smoking weed? He looked at me. He said, man, let me tell you something. You can get hooked on crack. You can get hooked on coke. You can get hooked on nicotine. You can get hooked on alcohol. But, bro, you can't get hooked on smoking weed. I've been smoking 15 years. I ain't hooked yet. That's what he told me. Don't make no sense. I said, Lord, Lord, I don't want to come halfway. I don't want to come faking it. I don't want to be no hypocrite. I got to be honest with you, Lord. I got this situation that I can't stop. And the Lord spoke this to me. Stop what you can stop. I'll stop. What you can't stop. I'm here to tell you tonight. He is a deliverer. He took it away. He broke the chain. He broke the addiction. He set me free. God did it. God did it. He can do it for you. He's done it for so many others. So many others. And he's still able. He's still able. He was willing. He was willing. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. What must I do to be saved? The Bible says believe. Everyone say believe. Believe Believe is more than just making a confession. Believe takes action. Faith without works. It's dead. Jesus said, you believe, show me. It's going to take obedience. The Bible says the same hour. It was the same hour. That man, that man was so hungry. He was, he meant business. He didn't say, well, let me wait till next Sunday. No. I'll come back tonight. Uh Uh-uh. The same hour. He said, okay. 
Tell me what I need to do. Amen. And his decision, your decision, not only affects you, but everybody around you. Hallelujah. One more place in the Bible. We're going to end it right here. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37, if you will. We want to put that on the screen. The same question was asked. The same question was asked. When they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? There it is again. What shall we do? I want to know, preacher. What do I need to do to be saved? You want to know the answer? You don't act too excited. Do you want to know the answer? Do you want to know the answer? Now, I got to warn you. I got to warn you. The apostle Peter said, it's better for you not to have known than to know and walk away. Anybody want to leave? (laughs) Now's the time to do it. What shall we do? Here's the answer. Verse number 38. Then Peter said unto them, Number one, repent. Everyone say repent. Repent. Turn around. That's what that means. Turn around. Stop going in the direction you've been going. You've been going this way. Walking after what you want to do, how you want to do it, the spirit of the world, all that garbage. Turn around and walk toward God. If it's in the word, I'll do it. If the pastor teaches it, I'll follow it. Amen. It's a turnaround. Repent. After you make that decision to repent, bring forth fruit. Show us you repent. Be baptized. Be baptized. You see the scriptures? Who's this for? What does the Bible say? Every one of you. That means you. Just pretty smile. That means you. That means you. You, 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 you. Oh, but I'm just a visitor. That means you. Amen. Amen. I go to a different church. That means you. Every one of you means exactly every one of you. Be baptized, everyone. How should you be baptized? What the scripture said. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. My bishop don't believe that. You better leave your bishop alone and get somebody that preach what the word says. There's a big controversy out there in the religious world. And some of you have been affected by it. People getting baptized by the multitudes different ways. Some people don't even get in the water. They get splashed. They got in there where they take something and they splash it on you. Just splash the water. So come on. Folks be like, oh, I like that. I ain't got to get my hair messed up. No, no, no. People take you down the water and they say, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Disobeying what Jesus said. Jesus said, baptize all nations. Who is that? Every one of them. Baptize them. Everybody baptize the same way. It's not different for the Baptists. It's not different for the Methodists. It's not different for Jehovah's Witnesses. Everybody got to be baptized the same way. How was that? Jesus said, baptize all of them in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He wouldn't say, repeat after me. He was saying, use the name, the name, the name, the name. What's the name of the Father? Jesus. How do you know that? Because Jesus said, I, John 5, 43, I have come to you in my Father's name. He has inherited a name that's high above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to the glory of the Father. That's the Father's name. He said, and of the Son. What's the Son's name? How do you know? Because the Bible says so. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, an angel came to Mary and said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He said, And in the name of the Holy Ghost. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? Jesus. How do you know? It's in the Bible. Amen. John chapter 14, Jesus said, I pray the Father to send you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And when he comes, he's coming in my name. The name of the Father is Jesus. 
the name of the Son is. The name of the Holy Ghost is. Acts 4.12 says, For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must, we must, we must be saved. There is no other alternative. You got you to gotta do it this way. I got baptized name five on the Holy Ghost. What's wrong with that? I'll tell you what's wrong with it. The name of Jesus Christ is for the remission of sins. Washing away of all your sins. The wiping out of all your sins. That's not in Father. That's not in Son. That's not in Holy Ghost. It's in the name. It's in the name. There's power in the name. There's healing in the name. There's deliverance in the Come on, come on. You know you ain't been baptized in the name of Jesus. You need to do it. And look what happened. Look what happened if you do it. If you will do it, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's water and spirit. My Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. What do I need to do? This is what you need to do, brother. What do I need to do? This is what you need to do, my sister. Every guest, every visitor, everybody. You want to be saved. But you won't do it your way. My God. My God. Let's all stand together. Oh, Lord. I believe... In your word, if your word says it, heaven and earth will pass away, but this word will not pass away. It's going to be there in the judgment, and you're going to be there with all your excuses. I didn't understand. Ain't nothing hard to understand about that. A child can understand that. Amen. Amen. I just wasn't ready. Well, it was your choice. I just don't believe God would put people in hell. I, I don't be, he's a good God. Listen, God does not send people to hell. People choose. And you, go, you know what's going to happen right now? You're going to make a choice. That's right. You will make a choice. Well, I'm not going to make a choice. You just made it. Ain't no way you can get away from this. Amen. You're going to make a choice right now. People all over the world are standing in the valley of decision. Yes, sir. And you know something about today? The Bible says today is the day. I'm going to tell you something about today. Today has never been here before. Right. And today will never come again. Amen. What you do today counts. The decision you make counts. I pray that you don't make the wrong decision. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me right now? I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to look into yourself. Lord Jesus, show me me. You see me, Lord. I'm transparent before you. You know my thoughts before they come to my mind. You know every fear. You know every question. You know all of my faults and mess-ups. But that didn't stop you from going to the cross to cover me with your blood. You have provided the gift of salvation for all mankind. And here I stand in this place with salvation in front of me. God, I want the truth. And when I hear it, help me to obey it. Nothing else matters. Because what I do today not only affects me, but it affects my children. It affects my relatives. Who knows, I could be the one that could bring them all in. But God, start with me today. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. I'm sorry. I confess, Lord, I know I've not been what I should be. I know I've not prayed the way I should. I don't know your word the way I should. I'm being real before you, Lord. Don't let me go to hell. Don't let me make the wrong choice. I need you, God. I want you to be real in my life. I 
need help. I need a real experience. But it starts with me. And today, don't let my heart become hard. God, help me to draw near to you. Help me to surrender to you. I'm sorry, Lord. I repent of my sin. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And now while you're yet standing, any man, any woman, any young person today who've not been baptized in the name of Jesus and you want to be saved, I'm going to ask you, would you step out? And I want you to gather right over here on this side of the church. Step out over here. Like that rich young ruler, he come running. I wish somebody come running. I ain't been baptized correct. I want to get it right. Come up here. I know I'm not living like I should be living. Come up here. You're making a decision and God is watching. I'll wait. I'll wait. No. The Bible says today is the day. Now is the time. Straightway they moved. Straightway they responded. Why Why do you come to church if all you're going to do is stand there? Your soul. Eternity. I don't understand. The Bible don't say he that understandeth and is baptized. He that believe. You, gotta, you can believe without understanding. You got sense enough to know you're not where you ought to be. Why are you going to give the devil another chance? Aren't you sick of the devil in your body? Aren't you sick of him messing up your mind? Aren't you sick of him ruining your life? He's not your friend. And you're going to still stand there. Your way. We've got two people that have come up. There's still more. There's still more. I'm not going to wait much longer, but I'm going to give you just a few more minutes. Church, would you pray some more? Pray some more. I command the chains to be broken. I command everyone bands be loosed. Come on, sister. You don't need to stay there like that. You don't need to keep living like that. God wants to be real in your life. Would you, do, would you obey him? Would you say yes to him? I feel your spirit. I feel your spirit. You say, I don't want to be pressured. I don't want nobody to pressure me. But I'm telling you, the devil pressures you every day. The devil pressures you every day. The devil pressures you every day. I don't want to be saved. I want, do you really want to be saved? Keep praying, church. Keep praying. Keep praying. There's somebody else. Somebody else need to come. Somebody else need to come. Somebody else need to come. Come on. Come on. It don't, it, come on. This is the only way. This is the only truth. This is the only life. This is the only message. You said, but I belong to another church. God ain't asking you to, to, to be a different church member. He wants you to be saved. I don't want to do it in front of everybody. Jesus hung on the cross in front of everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ministry, would you come forward? All of the ministries, some of the ladies full of the Holy Ghost, would you come forward? These precious souls, these are souls. Jesus shed his blood for. These are souls. Jesus drew today to hear the truth. What must I do to be saved? And they responded. They responded. There's something very important you need to understand. You're going to be baptized. Okay. Now we don't have a baptistry here at the church. But they will give you instruction and and make the arrangements to get you water baptized. When you are baptized in the water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The old you is buried in that water. A brand new you comes up. All your sins are gone. You're born again. From that point, don't miss church. Pray every day. Read your Bible. It's your spiritual food. Understanding is going to come. Wisdom is going to come. Just like a A little child starting all over again. God will feed you milk. 
And then he'll give you meat. And I promise you, in six months' time, you'll be so different. You'll be so changed. People will notice it. And people are going to want to follow where you've been. This will be the greatest decision you ever made in your life. Amen. Sisters, would you come and pray with this sister? Sister, I need some sisters to come and pray with this sister right here. I need some brothers to pray with this brother right here. Will you lay hands on him in the name of Jesus Christ? Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we thank you, Lord, for the decisions, eternal decisions made here today. God, we pray, Lord, a covering be upon them. Protect them, O oh God, from all the wiles of the enemy. Seal them right now, Lord, with your purpose. God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, Lord, you promised to them that obey you. Father, in the name of Jesus, wrap them and cover them in your name. We anticipate, Lord, a new birth experience. God is going to change their destiny, change their lives, and change others all around them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I want to be saved. I want to be saved. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I want to go to heaven. I want to be saved. Praise God. Praise God. It's still not too late. If you want to come join them, I want my name in the Lamb's book of life. I want my name in the Lamb's. Come on up here and join them. Hallelujah. We will pray with you. We'll pray for you. This is God's way, not your way. God's way. God's way. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Obey the word. Hallelujah. Time is short. The hour is running out. Jesus is coming soon. This world is going to come to a great change. Don't be, don't be left behind. Lord have mercy. Don't be left behind. Hallelujah. Now you know. Now you know. Will you pray for your friends at home? Pray for your relatives. Pray for your neighbors across the hall. Lord Jesus, I pray for my people, Lord, that you bring in my path. God, I pray for my aunt, my uncles, my cousins. Lord, I don't want them to be lost. Lord, I pray for my parents, my brothers, my sister, Lord. God, do whatever you need to do to convince them, Lord. Draw them to you, O God. Draw them to you, I pray. Please, Lord, don't let one person be lost. Don't let one person be left behind. Hallelujah. It's your choice. It's your choice. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to baptize these folks and uh, we're going to we're going to see them walk the way they ought to walk in the will of God. Lives are changing. Opportunities are abundant if you take it. But don't wait till the last minute. You don't know when the last minute is going to be. Serve the Lord while he's able, to, while he's near. Make your choice. Make your choice. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody. Come on, continue to talk to the Lord. Let Him move you and take you into a deeper place with Him. Come on, make that decision today. Indecision is a decision. You can make a decision today to say, I want to give my life to Christ. And you can make a decision to say... I'm not ready. You're still making a decision. Oh God, let none, oh God, be left behind today. Let none be exempt, Lord God, from the salvation that you have freely given unto us, Lord God. Let none, Lord God, turn away from this great, oh God, gift 
of eternal life, I pray, God, let none turn away. Let none go astray. But God, move on their heart one more time before we leave this place. And they will make that decision and say, yes, Lord, I will obey you. Yes, Lord, I will obey you. Yes, Lord, I will do what your word says to do. Yes, Lord, I will trust you. Yes, Lord, I will do what you want me to do. Is there anybody else? Anybody else that says today, I don't care what anybody thinks. I give my life to God. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want to get my sins washed away. I want to be added to the body, the kingdom of Christ. I want to be set free. I want to have eternal life. I want to be saved. Oh, hallelujah. You can be saved. You can be saved. Oh, hallelujah. Is there anyone else? Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet. We thank God for His Word today. Hope it was clear to you, it's clear to me. There's no questions. His Word was clear. And now, whatever response we have towards the Word, it's up to us. God will not make you, and the devil can't make you. I like that. 